Episode 219 of the Hob Nation USA podcast, and we're live on location again. If you heard the little tease at the end of last week's episode, you know where we're at, but I'll tell you right now. We're in the heart of North Versailles, and we're at the Full Pint Brewery. Yes, we are. The Spicy Boy Summer Revenge Tour 2021 keeps rolling right along. This is great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yes, we're at the, the, the resurrected Full Pint Brewery. Yes. And, of course, if we're at a brewery, we have guests, and we are joined by two this week. We have returning guests. Uh, second or third time on the show, is it for you, Bobby Nacho? It's the third. Third? Yeah, because I know you've done shows with us before for Couch, so. At least two for Couch. Yeah, I believe this is the first time we've actually been able to drink with you on it the is. show in person. It is. <laughs> so this is a groundbreaking episode. Yeah, you're very much a Zoom guest <laughs> before. But, <laughs> but Zoom guest no more. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, live and in person with Bobby Nacho, and we also have one of the co-owners of Full Pine, Dan. Hello, Dan. Hey there. Nice to meet you. Hey, Even though nice we're, to meet you too. we're talking off mic and we've run into each other in the past, <laughs> though. <laughs> this, is, this won't be the first time we've drank your beer. Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, that also means if we're at Full Pint and we're talking to Full Pint brewers and owners, we are drinking Full Pint beer. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> And with that, I will turn it over to Bobby and or Dan to introduce the first one. What are we drinking tonight? We are going to drink Chinookie, which is a, a traditional West Coast IPA. And it, uh, I don't know exactly how old Chinookie is. I think it goes all the way back to the beginning of the original full pint. So that would be almost 10 years. It is a 100 plus IBU <laughs> IPA at 7.1%. And the hops that are highlighted are Chinook. Cascade and Centennial Hops. It's double dry hops with the Chinook. And so um, what you're going to get with this beer is lots and lots and lots of hops on the bittering side and on the, on the aroma side and on the flavor side. It's a very, very hoppy beer. And it's uh, personally one of my favorites. This is, this is my kind of IPA. So I'm so happy we were able to bring the Chinooky back. It was actually the most requested of all the beers that we had before we were able to start brewing. Mm. We had more people saying, I want my Chinooky, I want my Chinooky, I want my Chinooky. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So we, uh, we had to make sure we got this one right. And I'm, I'm happy with the results. Right on. Uh, how much of this was like the original recipe from Full Pint? Because for people who don't know, Full Pint had closed down and now you're back. But everybody involved now was not involved with the original Full Pint. So we got all the recipes when we got the brewery. Uh, we did a little research to see when they sold the most Chinooky. And I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2015. So I just went back. I found that recipe I looked through the, the year's worth of recipes, and, and they were very, very similar. Um, we just kind of took that, and, and we feel like maybe we kind of upgraded the malts a little bit. So we we're using a, a really, really good malt. We use really good hops. Um, so it's like 99.9% .9 the same recipe. As Dan said, we had a lot of requests for it. There's a guy that lives really close here, and he's affectionately known as Chinooky Dave. <laughs> nice. Um, and he actually came over one day when we were canning the first batch and we gave him one of the first cans off the line and he's drinking. He's like, oh, it might be a little bit maltier than normal. But then by the end of the can, he was like, oh, you guys nailed it. 
That's awesome. So Chinooky Dave gave us his approval, and that's that was a big deal to us. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, I mean, when it's his nickname, you would hope. <laughs> you got to deliver. <laughs> I, I would hate to have somebody named Worldwide Stout Steve, like, walk into Dogfish Head and go, this is no good. <laughs> what did you guys do? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I can say, like, I've already had Chinooky in the past, and I had it at Mike's Beer Bar down on the north side, one of the places you distribute to, and one of the places that you can find barrel and flow cans at right now. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had Chinooky, and it completely blew me away because one of the things right off the bat is it's completely clear like a West Coast IPA should be. Mm-hmm. But it has that deep, deep amber mm-hmm. like that reminded me of like what a dark, heavy beer this was. Like it, it tells you everything up front just from looking at it, 7%. And then you smell it and you get all that strong hop aroma. <laughs> and I was like, did they bring it back? Is it good? <laughs> because honestly, there was like criticism. Of, oh, I believe like, towards yeah. the towards the the end of original full pints life was Chinooky started fading. Chinooky and White Lightning started fading, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Oh, you're screwing up like the the the, <laughs> the faves." Yeah, and then I, like it, I think I believe it was me and Adam Bashland, and we were drinking Chinooky at Mike's Beer Bar, and it's like Chinooky's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think I'm the only one at the table that has not had uh, Chinooky 2.0. Right. Or I should say like 1.1. And this is a uh, this is a good test for Adam, because if he hates this, then you did a good job. <laughs> so, in the words of Elton John, the bitch is back. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. So that tells you everything you need to know. Well done. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is everything. As he takes another sip. Right. Well. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's still well made. It I is. Mean, well, it, that's the thing. And that's the thing. It, for those that haven't listened to the show before or are not familiar, uh, when it comes to the IPAs, if Steve likes it and I hate it and you're an IPA drinker, go get it. Yeah. So if you're an IPA drinker, go get Chinooky. But also, if you're just, you know, an old school Pittsburgh listener mm-hmm. and you want to know that Chinooky's back, Chinooky's back. Chinooky's back. And if you're a young person who didn't get to have Chinooky in the past, but heard bad stories, ignore those bad stories because it's back. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's everything I was hoping for. Also, it's a West Coast IPA. We're not getting those enough. <laughs> I agree. There's not a lot of West Coast IPAs this, out there right now. This is definitely one for the old heads. It as is. As it would be. But if you're, again, new to the drinking game, you don't know what an original, like, kind of West Coast IPA was because you turned 21 way after Green Flash was closed, you know. <laughs> Come back. Come back. Come this, back. We got something for you. <laughs> Come drink with the fogies. Yeah. <laughs> but Awesome. Uh, moving on, though, let's get into the story of how Fall Point was resurrected. And uh, you can start wherever you want on that story. If you want to start how you guys met or when you decided to buy Full Point, just do whatever, however you feel. Just keep the story. Uh, New Testament. Yeah. You don't need to go you know, <laughs> back into BC times. Yeah, so the, it's, that's really all I have is the New Testament because I wasn't really familiar with Full Point, believe it or not, before. I had a few of their beers uh um, I went to their pub in Lawrenceville one time. When I say they, it was it was a different group of people. Mm-hmm. It was called Full Pint, and um, it was it was in my opinion pretty decent beer. But uh, it wasn't something that uh, I actually thought Full Pint wasn't from Pittsburgh. I mean, the name Full Pint doesn't sound Pittsburgh. It sounds like a some sort of a national mm-hmm. name. 
and uh, the so when I went to the, the the pub in Lawrenceville, I just thought it was some some out, out like a outpost from some other state. But and then I found out, yeah, they're they're uh, they're brewing the beer right here in Pittsburgh. And so my next my next experience was um, actually when I met the uh, previous owners to to take a look at, at buying the uh, buying the brewery. And uh, I was uh, immersed in all their beers. They had their pub open at the time, and um, I was very impressed. I mean, they had uh, something like 13 or 15 beers on tap, and mm-hmm. every single one of them was great. And uh, I'm like, you know, this is, this is definitely worth doing something with. And so we, um, the story is that uh, we came out here and brewed the last beer at Full Pint. Uh, was the last one that they made. It was called uh, Tri-PA, okay. which is a... Uh, I think it's a double IPA or maybe a triple yeah, IPA. So it's like a ten percent IPA, and so we did that so that we could get familiar with this equipment and make sure that it make sure that it worked and that it was worth the check we were going to write for it and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And um, so we got to we got to know the owners very well. We put together. Uh, it took a while because I had to go through a bankruptcy proceeding, mm-hmm. but uh, in, in the end we were able to successfully do this and make everybody happy. And uh, then we had to get to work and start building this building this place back and, and turning it into a functional brewery and adding the things that we wanted to do with it. So it was a good foundation for us. Much better than starting with a starting with a, an empty can or an empty building where mm-hmm. you have to where you have to build it from scratch. This is a functional brewery, and all we had to do was just take it take it from you know, let's say 70% to the 100% mm-hmm. instead of going for zero. That was one of the things we talked about uh, before the show even got started was the amount of work that you guys put in to go from that 70% to 100%. Just the amount of, you know, work that went in, a lot of the cleaning up, moving stuff around, uh, getting new systems in place, things like that. Uh, Want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, what sort of improvements have been done here in the brewery uh, to, to bring on the new full pint? Everything head to toe was cleaned, repaired, moved. Um, we, we dismantled everything. We spent weeks moving stuff. Uh, January 11th, I, I came here for the first time and I don't think I left until April. <laughs> I was here every day darn near, um, you know, getting everything out of here, getting everything moved. Um, then when it came time to move the big stuff, we, you know, we got some help to move the, the tanks and stuff, but we put in a new floor in here. Um, the other floor had some some issues, and we just wanted it to be a safe place for us to work. So it was a big deal to to get that done. And once we got the floor done, you know, uh, Dan's wife Carrie was here scrubbing these tanks and shining them up for days and days and days. Um, and when we did, we used all of our friends as resources to come in and help us. Um, so pretty much everything in this brewery has been moved, scrubbed, cleaned, fixed, and put back. Um, and and really. It was kind of a short time because, like I said, we started January 11th, and then uh, the last weekend in May, we sold our first beer. Mm-hmm. So we, we turned it around pretty quick. Had we opened a brand-new building, you know, we'd probably still be waiting for equipment right now. Oh, right. absolutely, yeah. uh, 100%. So we, we got it turned around pretty quick. Maybe not as quick as we wanted to, but we got it turned around pretty quick and, and headed in the right direction. So it was it was a big undertaking, and, and we have a lot of people in, in our and our friend group that uh, we have to thank for that because everybody stepped up to give us a hand when we needed it. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of that quick turnaround, one of the funny things was uh, during the, the springtime uh, on social media, there was nothing, there was nothing, there was nothing. And all of a sudden, hey, Full Pint's back. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> well, I, I'll leave I'll leave that one to Dan for Dan to address. <laughs> well, I think we kind of did that on purpose. We didn't really want to draw a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what the opening was going to be uh, and when it was going to be. So when we got close to where we thought we were going to have some beers. We didn't want the message to be, okay, full pints coming. When are we going to have a beer? We wanted to be about two weeks away from a beer when we did that. Right. So that uh, it was enough time to get the message out, enough time to get the excitement, and, uh, and then people would be able to, be able to enjoy, enjoy the product. So that was about, we, I think we announced it in the middle of May, and we started brewing, and we started, um, we already had most of our beers brewed by that time. And uh, we, uh, we sold it, Memorial Day weekend was when we mm -hmm. opened. Yeah, I, I kind of actually like that model because, I mean, too often we see like articles come out of like this place is going in here this place is going in here we just got word that aslin's going into the terminal building in you know downtown pittsburgh but who fuck knows when but <laughs> you know and, it, and it's almost like uh you know a, a, an announcement for like a movie or a video game that you know is not coming out for years right yeah and then you forget about it right and then you forget about it and then who cares but yeah, this whole like, oh, full pints back? Oh, full pints back next week? All right. Yeah, all right, let's go. Let's <laughs> make was, this happen. That was great. Yeah, some of this came from, we, we hired a company called Kodo, mm -hmm. and they rebranded this brewery. This is a really important piece to this. And so what Kodo did is they helped guide us through how to, all they do is relaunch breweries and rebrand them. That's the only okay. thing they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so um, I, um, I, I found a really good partner in them to help us with this. So that was part of their strategy was to do it that way. Mm -hmm. And what we did is we just sort of leaked little bits of our new logo and things like that. Uh, not only to build excitement about Full Pint, but the new look of the Full Pint. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was one of the best investments that we made was going with them to rebrand this brewery. It's, it's just everybody's so happy with the, the new look in, of, the, of the logos and the, and the cans. And, and everything. So we're, we're very happy with it. And that was a big part of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it does give that, that little bit of separation as well with the full rebrand. And it's, it's a really fresh looking, uh, like the labels, really fresh. I really like the logo. Yeah, absolutely correct uh, that it, it worked really well. Yeah, I, it definitely stands out from the original Full Pint as well, because like if you remember, it was always in bottles, mm -hmm. and they were the, the labels were very much of the time. Yes. you know, like photorealistic, like things you kind of just slap together. But yeah. <laughs> not that they were terrible, but you know, they they were, they were of the time. They were of the time. Yes. Um, with that though, uh, even though you you still have like ownership of the name and everything, what kind of led to you wanting to keep Full Pint? Like what, rather than just start a whole new brewery, even though you, like you had all the equipment and everything. Right. Well, I've been wanting to open a brewery for close to five years, mm -hmm. but, uh, very specific locations and very specific size of brewery, which, uh, really narrowed it down and made it very difficult to, to, to get the right combination and COVID hit. And so the financing kind of dried up on a, on a lot of the projects that I was looking at and full pint, uh, full pint became available. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, originally I had other names in, in mind, but then when Full Pint came, uh, we, a big group of us just sat down and had that conversation. You know, there's some baggage with Full Pint, good and bad, mm -hmm. and a new name, we're going to be literally starting all over again. And uh, I have to go back to that, that uh, company that we hired, Kodo, and we asked them the question. They said, you would be absolutely nuts if you let that name go. It's mm -hmm. one of the most desired names of a brewery you could get, right? You'd be nuts to let that go, and that just that convinced me we're we're going to keep full pint, and we're gonna we're gonna, we're all in on that name. And yeah. So uh, you even said it yourself is it it sounds much more of a national chain name mm -hmm. than you know than something that originated in Pittsburgh. But yeah, it, it's such an 
easy, desirable name to want a full pint of beer. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a very much a no-brainer. You yeah. don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's easily relatable. Yeah. And then, and then, as you already said, it does come with good baggage as well because a lot of that good baggage is that giant portfolio of beers that they did have. Like, I mean, we really were big fans of White Lightning, Night of the Living Stout, Festivus, uh, lux- uh, the Luxuria IPA, that coffee IPA. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, there's a lot of good things, but also you have Bobby, and Bobby has his own bag of tricks. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who it is asking. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, what can we expect new? I know uh, one of the first things on your rollout was you had two versions of Mostly Cloudy, which was a New England IPA. Clearly Cloudy. Clearly Cloudy. My bad. <laughs> you had Clearly Cloudy. You had a strawberry version and just kind of a regular version. Mm-hmm. And then you also rolled out Chinooky uh, because that's a classic. And then you, you, it seems like you're putting out new and old at the same time. Yeah, we also did White Lightning. Um, thank, thank you for that. We, we thought we, we, we felt that both of those brands had enough weight that we should do them. Mm-hmm. They were both pretty decent beers. They have huge followings everywhere. Um, I can't go anymore without it. You're the White Lightning guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's Barrett. Uh, Barrett was the guy in the, on the bottle or the can, whichever you bought. Um, you know, and I, and I think it's it's important to keep some of the beers as the heritage. I mean, otherwise there's no sense of being full pint, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we have a list of beers that we're probably going to make. Um, you know, Night of the Living Stout is, is coming soon. Obviously, we did Day of the Living Stout, or Dawn of the Living Stout. Um, so that can only be followed up by Night of the Living Stout. Uh, you know, and it's wintertime, so you've got to do... Stouts, stouts. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and then, you know, there's, there's going to be time to get a little creative and do some of the silly stuff that I do. Right on. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at some different things for the holidays. And then in the spring, we can, you know, hopefully we've got this, this whole thing mastered and, and we can go on and, you know, continue to, to keep these core beers rolling. Because, you know, Chinooky, White Lightning, Clearly Cloudy, you're going to f- find them all the time. Those are core beers. We're always going to carry those beers now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, everything else may be a seasonal okay. and then whatever else we want to toss in. So, I mean, we've, we've got, we've got some ideas and we've got some plans, but, um, it's just going to take us a little while. You know, we're yeah, still we're, new. We're, 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 we're still, we're still learning the systems and we're, we're waiting for still some new equipment to come in. But, um, you know, we're pretty happy with what we've put out. Um, the sour has been very well received and this week we're dropping the, the, uh, white stout, which we previewed at the uh, beers of the Berg and, People are like, what? What's a white stout? <laughs> you know, three quarters of the world has never heard of a white stout. Right. So, you know, um, I think that we've, we've got enough mix and, and ideas of things coming that uh, people Yeah, I think having a good blend us. of the old and the new mm-hmm. is a good approach. And so we're going to yeah. continue to do that. Yeah. There's 320 some odd full pint beers that we can pull from. Are there really? There are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ridiculous number and of beers. I did not know yeah. that. It's ridiculous. We can always <laughs> keep a mix going. I, I checked untapped. Oh. Just to go through some of the ones that I remembered. <laughs> I was like, 300? Holy shit. I did not realize that. Yeah. There's a lot of beers there. Yeah, they had a huge portfolio. Yeah. So, so it, and to increase the portfolio, uh, whenever you're creating a new beer, do you have a pilot system or anything like that? Or you just go for the big boy? Uh, we, we have a pilot system. It's it's basically a, a homebrew system. We do okay. a half a barrel. Um, you know, and I've got... I've got some stuff in there that later on you guys can taste. Hey, if all you right. Wanna, you want to get a sneak peek of what's coming, but we do we we do test batches and and we you know plan it out and and we want to make sure we're putting not only good beer. We don't mm-hmm. want to just wing it and 
have somebody like this is garbage. We're, that's that's not happening. You right. Know? Yeah. If it's garbage, nobody's going to know it's garbage because we're going to fix it. So yeah. um, <laughs> we do. We 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 do a real good job. Our and, standards are very high. We we mm. definitely depend on that pilot system. And we're always we're testing different things, different hops, different malts, different yeasts, different mm-hmm. temperatures, different processes until we get the product that we want. So it t- sometimes takes us a little bit longer than we want to to get something out. Mm-hmm. But um, with our, our standards are very high. Yeah, it, it's just it's we bring it up because, I mean, to look around, you know, your brewing system is huge comparative <laughs> to a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. So, so whenever <laughs> you when you commit and brew a thousand gallons of beer. Yeah. You you don't want to have be learning or making the mistake at that point in time. Exactly. Right, yes. <laughs> Which is smart uh, because they have all the fermenters named here. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, we only have a few of them named. We have three that are not named yet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yes, I see Harry and Lloyd, Dumb and Dumber, obviously. Yes. Elwood. <laughs> so I assume Jake's on the other side. Jake's on the other side. Okay, yeah. all right. And we got Thud. Thud with two Ds. What's the story with Thud with two Ds? <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a funny name that I came up with. And uh, before I met my wife, I said, uh, you know, I'll probably name my first child Thud. And I want him to have two Ds. <laughs> I don't really say that. He's going to be a killer. But don't tell my wife I said that. Fair enough. <laughs> Your secret's safe with us. <laughs> so how did you come up with the, with the names? Was it just, you know, just paired them out perfectly? Or did you already have them planned ahead? Or just whatever felt like came to your mind at that time or it's just it's just us i mean when when we're in here we're very serious about the beer but Mm -hmm. you got to have a good time when you're doing things Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a tv mounted on the wall here in the brewery and and in the early days you know we spent a lot of hours in here so we throw the tv on and you know watch movies and and talk about stuff and you know we kind of can get a little silly at times and we're Mm -hmm. like if we're going to name these tanks it's it's got to mean something (laughs) you know so you know harry and lloyd were the first two out of my mouth, and he, Dan, come right back with Jake and El, El, and Elwood, and I'm like, hell yes. That's perfect. <laughs> well, then he threw out Thud, and then the other three we've just never got around to naming yet. Yeah. We do want to get some pictures. Instead of having the words on them, we want pictures mm-hmm. of them to mount up on top. Yeah. You know? See, now I want to know what the picture of Thud's going to look like. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, uh, like, did you remember Baby Huey from... Uh, sure. From... Um, What's the, the, yeah. Roger Rabbit. Oh, yes, yes, the, yes. The Big cigar smoking baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That's probably who it'll be. Perfect. Oh, the, I remember Baby Huey as like the giant duck. Oh, the giant duck? Yeah, from like Bugs Bunny or yeah. whatever. Oh, okay. And he, he, he like walked around like Daffy Ducking it with, he only had a shirt on. <laughs> oh, that's Ducking. baby. But he was like a big rotund, like mm-hmm. on the bottom. Well, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of the baby that was in Roger Rabbit, the one oh, okay. that was yeah. in, the, in the baby carriage. <laughs> the big old stogie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that being said, uh, can we run a contest on Hop Nation USA to name <laughs> to one of your fermenters? <laughs> just one. Just one. I don't want to be greedy. Okay. okay. Right. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. I kind of like that. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk after the show. We'll, f- <laughs> we'll figure out the details later. <laughs> <laughs> Get your chance to name a full pint <laughs> fermenter. Pittsburgh Beer Douche, you're disqualified. Just because. Twice he's disqualified. Aww. That's right. <laughs> now nah, we actually like him. He's good people. Yeah, I just got to meet him at the Beers of the Berg a couple weeks ago. He's a good dude. Good dude. Or you could name one of the fermenters Mike Less. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Whatever. Moving that's on. Actually, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh... Is there any other plans? I know you're looking to open a tap room. Like you have kind of your outpost that's in Warrendale. And this was this 
originally had a tap room here. I know you're looking to open a tap room. Can you tell us more about that? And you can tell us more about like future plans beyond that. Well, our tap room in Warrendale right now is a retail store. Uh, we're only licensed to be a store at this moment in time. Um, and uh, we're, we're working very diligently to getting a bar and a restaurant open in the, in the building. So we're occupying about 25% of the building. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other 75% is a construction zone at this point in time. Uh, we're hoping to get it done by the end of the year. And uh, it's going to be a, a good neighborhood. We're designing as a neighborhood brewery. Perfect. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of breweries in that area of town right now. And so mm -hmm. we're just trying to get something that, uh, that works for everybody that's, that's in that area. It's also convenient for, for people that don't live there. We're right off of the Turnpike. We're right off of 79. Right. We're right on 19. And so it's an easy commute really from anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it's going to be designed to be a neighborhood brewery. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. There's, I mean, it kind of goes Pittsburgh. And then you've got to skip up to Zelianople. Right. And Zelenoble got a bunch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you skip up further to, you know, the Venango County. And well, you got Slippery Rock and Grove City. Right, yeah, you that's know, why I was saying. Up there. I call that Venango. Yeah. So it's all right Venango. We're right on the tip <laughs> of Allegheny <laughs> County, so we're, we're still in the, in the county. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a, yeah there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people working in Cranberry, and there's a lot of people traveling. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that should be good. Um, do you have any plans for a seltzer? No. <laughs> okay, good. Our name is Full Pint Beer. Fair enough. Um, I like you know, it. I've, I've done seltzers in the past, but, uh, you know, we, 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 we just want to do beer and we want to do it really good. And, mm -hmm. you know, if that changes one day, it changes one day. But at this point, I don't see any reason to do a seltzer. Yeah. Okay. So seltzers are, I mean, the target market is a light, a light drink that, uh, that um, is easy, that easy to drink and has a good flavor. And we're, we think we can get something close to that with beer. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do a seltzer beer that's flavored with raspberry or anything like that, but we are looking to come out with something that's a very light beer mm -hmm. that, that competes with the seltzers to some degree, like a Miller Lite or a, or a Coors Light would. It's really that type of a, type of a drinker, and uh, it's very difficult to make those, by the way, but we have some equipment here that's going to make that, make that easier, easier for us than for most, and um, it, it's definitely going to become part of our portfolio. So that's where we're going to go instead of seltzers. Right on. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking at projections, uh, seltzers aren't doing great. No, they're not. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're, they're, the bubble has burst. Yeah, they're on the downtrend. So, like, Boston Beer has stopped reporting. Oops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're not reporting futures on this anymore. <laughs> uh -huh. We put too much money on this. And and there's, a, like, about 90 brands of yeah. seltzers. Everybody... Uh, it, doesn't Chef Ramsey have a... Gordon Ramsey have he his does. own... You know, I mean, yeah. everybody has a seltzer now with their name on it. So. Yeah. You know, let's let's maybe let everybody else do that. We'll we'll kind of stick to beer. Right on. Yeah. Right on. You can have your own river float beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any other hopes or aspirations for twenty two? Uh, just anything else you see in the future, or is it just more like mastering everything, getting out to events, getting the word out? Well, I mean, we, we want White Lightning to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're working with a bunch of different areas to get to get the beer out um pretty soon you're going to find it in bars and restaurants and we want white lightning to be just like it used to be everywhere you right can, on. It, it, we want it to be your neighborhood beer we want it to be everywhere so that's name recognition um but then we want the people to to come back and, and say hey look at all the other stuff they've got going on you know and i think that having good quality beer that's that's not an issue people are going to continue to come back for that mm -hmm. so if we can get white lightning everywhere yeah. Um, that, that would be a pretty good 
deal in our eyes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people might not know or remember, like, pre pre-2015 boom, like Bobby was saying, White Lightning and All in Amber were on taps in, like, a lot of bars. Yes. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so. and it's funny you mentioned it being everywhere. White Lightning was my was basically my standard bear. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where I went, I knew I could get a White Lightning, and I usually did. You know, it, a lot of times, you know, because I'm not an IPA drinker, there were a lot of places that were very IPA heavy on the tap list. Mad Max, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> But White Lightning was there yes. to, you know, save the day. So yeah. I, I'm glad that it'll be back be able to do that again. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, our, flag, our flagship beer is not going to be an IPA, which is very unusual in this time of day. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but we are drinking on the Chinooki. We are. We <laughs> and, are. Uh, if we can come back to final thoughts on it, I uh, very much have a palate coated in wonderful bitter hops that is fantastic i do too (laughs) however (laughs) adam does not love as much no i do not um but i will say yes it is absolutely 100 percent a well-crafted beer Mm -hmm. yeah it does exactly what it's supposed to do it's just what it's supposed to do is something that i don't like personally yeah so if you are an ipa person if you like a classic west coast go get this beer go get it again yeah, it has a great, like, malt balance all the way through, but, like, that hop will punch it mm-hmm. all the way down, mm-hmm. and that's what a West Coast should be. <laughs> God. And even for being 100 IBUs, it's it's still really drinkable. Oh, you yeah. Know, some, some of the beers you get there are high, high in IBUs. They're heavy, and they're hard to drink. Um, I'm going to tell on us a little bit. The two of us, we drank a sixth of Chinooki. When we were the first, our opening weekend, we were in Charlotte at the race, weekend we were selling beers we went on vacation <laughs> and nice. we went to the nascar race and we took a, a, a six dollar chinooki and the two of us drank it between 11 o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the afternoon oh. <laughs> it is really an easy drinking beer for a seven percent 100 ibu beer i can't do that with a hazy it's uh Mm-mm. the west coast ipas i can i can put down two or three or four and that's what i love about them Oh, <laughs> Adam just feels sick about drinking yeah. that much beer. Did I mention we were sitting on top of the RV watching the race? Oh, that's the way to do it, though. That is the way to do it. Adam, Adam can join you if he can have like a half of a six stool of white lightning. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring it. Yes. We'll very much enjoy a NASCAR race with full pint. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about that. So what do you say we take a quick break? Yup. Get another beer? Yup. And uh, I don't know. Are we getting paid this week? No. Okay. Then we'll be back (laughs) right after this. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. It's episode 219 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we're still here at Full Pint Brewing, live in North Versailles. And we're still joined by Bobby Nacho and Dan, brewer, owner, respectively, yes. of Full Pint. And we're drinking another beer by Full Pint. And so with that, it's time to let them introduce it. What do we got now? This is a, a SmackDown Sour. Um, we're going to, this will be one of our core brands as well. This is, SmackDown could be anything at some point. Um, the first 
first release from that. This is a hibiscus and passion fruit sour. Um, you know, little little more hibiscus than most people probably put in there. They like it a little pink. We wanted to be a little bit darker. Um, the passion fruit really just adds to the flavor really nicely. It was kind of an accident, but you know when you when you happen upon things that you like it, it and it and it works really well. Um, it's it's a pretty big deal, but um, very refreshing, tart, but not pucker your face so you can't breathe tart. <laughs> Just a very very nice end of summer beer. Yeah, I'll say it's not warhead tart. <laughs> no, it is <laughs> not. No, but I, I will say I, I am getting a very slight jaw tingle on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like right in a wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah. The, to look at it though. Yeah, you can tell you definitely put a lot of hibiscus in it because it is a completely, almost completely opaque beer. Yes. That is also super duper pink. Like, not even Cadillac pink. It is deeper than that. Like, approaching red. <laughs> right. It, it is a very picturesque beer as well. Yeah. I mean, if you're into, yeah, fruited sours, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very picturesque in that way. Yeah. On the nose, though, you actually get a lot of that floralness that mm-hmm. I can only assume is from the hibiscus. It absolutely is. Yeah. It, it just smells like, I don't know, I don't want to say garden-y, but like almost like a wildflower preserve in a way. It's just Yes, but not, not in a horse blanket way Yeah, not, not in a horse blanket no, earthy it is, way. No, it, is not, it is not saison-y by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Yeah, it's just very floral like a bouquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. It's it just nice. smells nice. Yeah. And then tasting it, it it's like uh, it's like fruit punch, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah this is uh, I would say almost a polar opposite of the Chinooki, because uh, the ABV is under five, mm-hmm. and the IBUs, big fat bagel, <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm a fan of this beer. Yeah, it it was you know we, there's a group of us that when we when we do a test batch, I make it. And we bring it to our meetings. We have a weekly meeting. I'll bring the batch, and we'll, we'll drink it. We'll taste it. We'll talk about it. And then as the beer evolves, you know, we, we, we keep drinking it until it's, from the time that it's brewed until it's completely done, we've tasted it several times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just going to go with hibiscus. And uh, I actually had a, an, a little extra batch here, and I'm like, oh, I've got some passion fruit puree in here. I bet that would be good. And, and I just kind of tossed it in on a whim, carved it up. And as we were talking about it, one day I put it out and they're like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so every, everybody was like, yes, let's, let's do that. Um, there is a little teeny tiny bit of lactose in it. I can hear some of the groans now, oh, lactose. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's not a ton. We just wanted to, to give you just a little bit of sweetness in there. Um, but there's, there's just a little bit of lactose in it, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think it fits really nice. It's not overwhelming, and it's just a, a nice little background. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's not, like, sloppy or gloopy in any other way that, like, people think of lactose. And also, like, the mouthfeel isn't, like, super thick. No, it is so. not. No, you don't get that, that kind of coating sensation that a lot of other those thick, heavy, or lactose-heavy beers will have. Yeah. No, this is, like you said, it's very drinkable beer. Very drinkable. Yeah. Yeah, just dialing back. I mean... Yeah, I, I sours can be hit or miss for me, but you know this one I could drink like one and then have something else and then drink another and have something else. <laughs> like I, I, it's still a little tart for me, 
but well, obviously, not for me. yeah, obviously not for you. <laughs> not so. for me. No. So this is the opposite of the IPA. If he hates it, right? Yeah, it's good. Yes. If you love it, it's good. Yep. Right. Yes. Yes. Yep. I'll take <laughs> the hate along with the love. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's why that's why we set up the episode that we did because we do the IPA, then we do the sour, and then there's something at the end that we'll all come together on. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, with that, we'll move on a little bit more and talk about. I want to talk to you guys about CBC because we just passed it and you guys were there. So for those that are curious, what is CBC? The Craft Brewers Conference. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> those being curious with me. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of the big trade show that's separate from GABF, although this year they were together. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I just want to ask you guys a couple questions about CBC. It just in general, like, uh, did you have fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to have fun at CBC. Did you have a good, a good time? time. A good and time. it was in Denver? Yeah. Come on. Right. Um, beautiful, beautiful place to be. The The mountains were gorgeous. Um, the show was great. And we hit, what we had, 14 breweries? 14. Nice. Ooh. Now, we, we went up early. We, we went up on Tuesday, and we came back Sunday. So we were there a while, mm-hmm. um, but we... we Went with the planet. We were going to breweries. We want to see what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. We yeah, because our tap room's not done. We still have time to put some, make some changes if we mm-hmm. want to. And that's so it. we wanted to look at yeah. everything we could and, and and talk to as many people. And I'll tell you what, we met some of the best people out there. Um, and and forgive me, I cannot remember the guy's name from Breckenridge, but he was a bartender and he was phenomenal. He had been there thirty-one years. He's been working oh, wow. at Breckenridge. And the guy was just amazing. A uh, wealth of information, knew as much as you'd want to know about it. But everywhere we went, everybody was welcoming. Uh, we met a guy named Jim from Angry James Brewery down there. Okay. Uh, he come out and sat with us and talked to us for a good half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, just just really, really good people. And, and that's the best way to learn. You know, you, you talk to them about their beers, you taste their beers. Um, you know, we went to 14 breweries. We probably tasted... 80 beers. I mean, you know, from things you would expect to taste to things you wouldn't expect to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we, we, we did a lot of uh, market research, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's tax deductible. Yes. <laughs> Business trip. R&D. R&D credits. <laughs> so were there any beer trends that you saw in the breweries out there that kind of jumped out at you? Or something that you, you see being the next... I don't want to say the next big thing because nobody knows what that's going to be, but, you know, something that's going to start popping up more often. I, I saw a lot more loggers. This is CBC was at Denver two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that um, two years ago, this, <clears throat> the seltzers were non-existent. That's how quickly they, yeah. they, <laughs> they became. And uh, Odell Brewery had one sour and it was not that good. It was uh, opaque and it was pink. It was like really pink. Mm-hmm. And it didn't taste good. And then uh, they came out with another one after we had left a few uh, weeks later, and it was wonderful. I, hmm. I'd, uh, and so, the, the, and then when we came back, the seltzers weren't weren't big again. It was more lagers. <laughs> so we completely missed those two years in between where seltzers happened. But uh, it's it's uh, the lagers are com- making a comeback, mm-hmm. um, at least out west. And um, there are all sorts of different types of lagers and very good. So now, since it's September, there were a lot of Oktoberfest beers there, mm-hmm. too. So we, Obviously, yeah. we, we sampled a lot of those as well. There's some really good ones. Awesome. Nice. Uh, so what else, like, just from the conference in general, like, did you learn? I know there was, like, a lot of seminars or anything. Did you attend any of those? And anything piqued your interest? Anything to learn from that? I tried to hit the seminars that, that maybe areas I was lacking a little bit. Um, you know, 
we are just beginning to open our lab to do some of that kind of stuff. Um, so I went to a couple of seminars on, on, on lab, you know, techniques and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, and some of it was just pure interest. Um, and, and I actually didn't get to go to the one, but it was uh, adjuncts and stouts. Oh. And where oh, they came okay. from. You well, know, that you was probably teach that course. That was right. That was right <laughs> up my alley, and I really wanted to go see what everybody else was doing. Um, there is a recorded uh, video on that, so I, that's mm -hmm. one I'm looking forward to. But you know, it's really about getting out there and, and looking for. Well, we had plans. We were looking for certain things, and we went out there, and, and we found a lot of those things. Um, but you stumble on different things along the way, mm -hmm. and, and we found a couple of them, and, and nobody else has those in this area, so we're going to kind of keep those to ourselves right now. Um, but there's just so much information, uh, and the show was a little bit smaller than it, than it was two years ago. Obviously, COVID has put everything uh, on the back burner a little bit, but you had a little more time to spend with, with the vendors and, and with everybody that, that you wanted to, and, and it was really good. I mean, we spent a lot of time at breweries, but those days at the show, you, you, can't, you can't get that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you get somebody's attention for 15 minutes to, to get all the knowledge out of their head that you can, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. And, and that's why we're talking about it, because honestly, Adam and I have never been to CBC. We've never experienced a trade show for craft beer like that. So it's, it's something interesting to us. Uh, I know part of that trade show is there's a lot of tech. Yes, like yeah. people bring out like canning lines and all kinds of other things. It, did anything pique your interest that way that you wanted to possibly incorporate here at Full Pint? Uh, we have our tech pretty much figured out. So mm -hmm. for us, it was mostly just talking to the vendors that we've already invested in and just uh, trying to talk about how to tweak this, how to get a little bit more out mm -hmm. of this and, and things like that. But two years ago, it was all tech. I mean, mm -hmm. what we're looking at over here came from CBC yeah. from, from a discussion I had four years ago. And so it's, it's, a, it's a big thing, mm -hmm. uh, the tech part of it. So I, I am going to stop you right there. What the hell are we sitting right next to? What is this giant piece of equipment? I, I don't know that I've ever seen something like this. But what is it? And what does it do? <laughs> so it's, it's a filter press. Okay. Some people will call it a mash press. We are right now the only craft brewery in the state of Pennsylvania to own one. And I believe we're like one of less than 20 in the United States craft breweries. Um, essentially, we make our mash in a mash tun with no false bottom. There's a huge diaphragm pump, and it will suck the mash and all the water right into this thing. And hydraulically, with air pressure, it squeezes it together, and you get all the liquid out. Oh, okay, so you're getting okay. all the liquid. You're getting all the sugars. Uh, if you're brewing a 1050 beer, it's probably going to come out like 1065, 1068. So you're either going to get more beer for your money, or you're going to get a higher gravity beer for less money. Okay. Um, that's, that's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Um, and, and it's much faster. And it's going to speed up our times. Right now, we our lauder times using gravity to move from the mash tun to the boil kettle is about two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. uh, we can do this in about 30 minutes. Mm. So we can turn around brews pretty quickly. That's fantastic. Um, you know, a double brew day should be, you know, like eight and a half, nine hours, mm -hmm. where most of our brew days right now are about nine to nine and a half hours anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it's, it's a huge benefit to us. It also allows us to do things that are hard to do. Uh, rice, rye, corn, anything that is really sticky in the uh -huh. mash time that if you get a stuck mash, you're just, you're in trouble. Right, yeah. Um, this eliminates that. 
And when the grains come out of this thing, they're 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 dry. We you know? we've we've been there as home brewers yeah. with a stuck mash <laughs> yes. in just a little thing, and I've also seen plenty of brewers complain about stuck mash yeah. on the internet. So <laughs> yes, so this this should eliminate our fear of a stuck mash at any point. We can do whatever we want and run it through there, and it's gonna it's gonna push it right through. Fair this thing will run up to six thousand psi. Holy shit! <laughs> so it's it, I mean it's no joke. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's really exciting, and and once we get that mash done that we've been waiting on, then we can get this thing kicked into full gear and, and really get us get us ripping here. Thanks. Awesome. I'd heard about them before just from research, and it's mostly the bigger breweries, uh, like the big macro breweries use these, because mm -hmm. they use a lot of rice and so mm -hmm. use corn, and this is how they do it. Um, but you don't see it on the on the craft beer uh, scale. And um, at CBC, I think three or four years ago, it was in, uh, it was in uh, Nashville, um, I, uh, I saw one, and... It, it looked like it was going to solve some of the problems that we had. The, the type of beers that I homebrewed before had a lot of these adjuncts in them, mm. and that we got the stuck mashes. And, and if we did it right and were really careful, you could get these really unique beers. And I was always saying, how do the big breweries do this? How do they, how do they make a beer like this? Right. And it's like if, if you had to scale this thing up to 10 barrels or 20 barrels, you, you wouldn't want to do it. It's just too much work. <laughs> And so whenever I saw this piece of equipment, I'm like, that's, that's our ticket. This is how we can do it. And um, it's not cheap, but, uh, but we're, we're definitely going to take advantage, advantage of it. We're going to be able to produce beers that a lot of other breweries just don't, just don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have some unique products with it. That's awesome. And again, at the yeah. scale that this brewery can produce at. Right. You know, like, you know, uh, abjuration, they're, they're humble in their size. They are. And they'll produce anything they want. Mm-hmm. That piece of equipment would not be good for them. They would not have room for I say, it. They literally could not fit it <laughs> yeah. in their room. They would not have room for it. But yeah, if you if you plan on doing like a, a more experimental beer on a large scale like this brewery mm -hmm. does, then yeah, I, I can definitely see the value in that. Yes. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, what is your barrel capacity here? Uh, 320 barrels if everything's full. Shit. That's a lot of beer. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a right now, I, we only have one empty fermenter, so we're, we're pretty close to that. We're like 290 barrels. That's right fantastic. Now. Nice. So Full Point, the old Full Point actually had more capacity. We, really? We, we removed six tanks out of the loop. Mm. Oh, um, okay. And uh, uh, we're moving those up to the uh, tap room, and we're going to okay. utilize them there. Okay. So there was actually, there's eight tanks now. There used to be 14. So with, with those, uh, those six tanks, uh, and, and you'll be able to do the full brewing process up there as well, correct? Uh, we're, we're not exactly sure how we're going to utilize them, but okay. it's, going to be, it's going to be unique. I'll tell you that. Okay. Like <laughs> Interesting that's, tease. That's, that's the tease for the next time we're on. Yeah. We're here with full Right. Brain. Well, that's the, that's the tease for the next time that we do a show and it'll be from the Warrendale location. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other end of the county. Yeah. Uh, so just a little bit back to CBC, uh, were there any, like, uh, I know, again, trade show, so people are going to bring out hops, malt, yeast, and did anything catch your eye as far as, like, new products? Because, I mean, we, we saw, like, Kvike yeast has come out and mm -hmm. kind of taken everybody by some sort of storm. People are into it. People are interested by it. A heavy yeah. rain, perhaps? Yeah. That kind of storm? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, was there anything that stuck out, like any new hop strains that we might uh, be on the lookout for? I spent some time going through some hops. Um, there, there are a couple experimental hops, and I actually got some samples and brought them back um, that are really unique and really uh, interesting to me. 
and, and I want to play around with them a little bit to see where these flavors go. Um, but we didn't spend a lot of time looking for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we kind of went with a, a plan and a purpose. Right. You know, I, did, I did go to almost all the hop places and, and see what they have. And, and I got a great uh, hop grinder from uh, Crosby mm-hmm. uh, Farm. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but most, most of it, we went with a specific plan and, and didn't really focus on, on ingredients so much. Yeah. We're, we're not heavy IPA. So, I mean, we have, we're going to have some IPAs, but we're not going to be super heavy on it. So the mm-hmm. hops, hops is part of what we do. But... Uh, I, I can say that there are some big advancements in yeast. And so yeah. we, when we were there, we talked to a lot of yeast companies, and we wanted to see what was new because yeast is expensive. It's 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 difficult to manage, and it's, you have to be very careful, or it can produce a very bad or infected batch of beer if you don't handle it correctly. So there's there's a lot of room for improvement across all types of breweries if you have good yeast handling and good good yeast products. So we. We've, there's some new ones out, especially on the sour side. There's some new sour yeasts hmm. out there that are much safer and easier to use. So we, we looked at that, and we're, we're definitely implementing those on our sour beers. We've already brewed this one. This one uh, we have here is using one of those right on. sour, awesome. sour yeasts, and it turned out wonderful. And so we're, we're just trying to learn that. that you know, that's, that's the bleeding edge that we're really on right now is that side of things. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, moving away from CBC, we're, we're going to learn a little bit more about Bobby and Dan and just kind of their histories and w- where they've come and where they've been. And uh, Bobby, we've obviously talked to in the past. We, we've known him since he was a home brewer for trash, and then he moved on to 412 and moved on to couch. Uh, but now you're the head brewer, and this is your operation. But can, can you tell us some of the things that you took away from 412 and couch that you, you're bringing into Full Pint? I probably learned more of what not to do, okay, or what don't do mm-hmm. um, at four one two. It was it was a unique situation, and, and I always be very grateful for even getting the opportunity. Um, but I only knew what I knew, and I you know working alone, you, you're not going to learn anything new working alone mm-hmm. unless you, you're reading a lot. Um, so I learned a lot of what not to do, um, and and those guys that just took it over. Uh, they're awesome guys, and I think they're doing a great job with it, by the way. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but then I went to Couch, and, and this was an opportunity for me to learn. You know, uh, Darren and Carrie and Mike were there. They all taught me something, um, and I feel like I taught them things as well. Um, you know, we changed the, the focus on their beers and then what they were doing, and they did a little more of the, the, the silly things that I like to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of brought couch up a little bit and they're like hey you know people are noticing couch and you know for during covid we sold a lot of beer that mm-hmm. you know maybe they wouldn't have sold otherwise so mm-hmm. uh you know learning from other people is a big deal you know uh the day you're not learning something you're, you're just wasting the day so now i'm here with dan and and we spend not as much time together as you would think but we spend a plenty of time together and we learn from each other every day as well oh, constantly so we're always learning from each other you know we pretty much talk about everything every step of the way. You know, why are we doing this? You know, why'd you do it that way? Why did it this way? And then, you know, we'll find one of us is, you know, maybe we find a middle ground to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can share information with somebody else, you're going to learn a lot more than just learning by yourself. Mm-hmm. And now, I, I'm going to step farther is the rest of the brewery, brewers in Pittsburgh, the ones that I know, you got a question, throw it out there. Any of them will answer for it. We have some phenomenal people in this town. Pro brewers, home brewers, 
they're all like, I mean, every, and most of us came from being a home brewer as well, mm. but there are phenomenal people and, and there's just a wealth of knowledge, no matter what you're looking for. We also learned a lot from Barrett Goddard, who was the head brewer at Full Pint and really helped guide us through a lot of, uh, a lot of these recipes and this equipment and his techniques and things like that. He was also a, a very, a, 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 just a plentiful source of information for us and it was all great. Kind of like so when you give a, thank, give a thank you to Barrett. Yeah, kind of like when you buy a used car, and the uh, the previous owner tells you, ah, you know, this sticks a little bit, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. you yep. got to turn the key extra hard. <laughs> Barrett has been a huge resource for us, and you know, uh, if he's listening, he'll probably sit there shaking his head. I will call him or text him, you know, multiple times a week. Hey, tell me, or I'll find something in in, in the other area when I'm looking for a part or something. I'm like, hey, what is this? And he'll be like, oh, this is for this and this and this. Most people that buy a brewery don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. Barrett has been huge to us. Um, and, of course, it was his baby. So, I mean, you know, first thing he said was, I, I want Full Pint to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see it, you know, hang around. So he has been a big, big help to us. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome that you still have, like, that good relationship with previous owners. He's, yeah. he's, he is phenomenal. That's awesome. So... Uh, like I said, we know we, we kind of know Bobby's history a little bit, uh, but Dan, we don't know as much about you. Uh, obviously, you've, you've been speaking about it and you have a love for beer, mm-hmm. uh, but like, where did you get your start? Like, where did your love for beer come from? Do you have home brewing experience? What brought you into this world? Okay. Uh, well, I'd have to say uh, it goes all the way back to the early 90s. Uh, I lived in the San Francisco area for a few years, mm. and uh, a friend of mine took me to Walnut Creek, which is just east of San Francisco, and they said, we're going to go to this thing called a microbrewery. I'm like, what's that? They say, well, they, <laughs> there's, there's beer. that they, they actually make it there. I'm like, that's, that sounds like the coolest thing in the world. So we went there, and I saw these big tanks, and it was right in the middle of the restaurant and tasted beers that I'd really never had before. Uh, this is back in, like, 91 and maybe 92. And then uh, I ended up moving back to Pittsburgh and there was nothing. I mean, there was no craft beer at all. I think in 93, Mad Max opened up and it was the first place you could get a dark hoppy beer, yeah. you know, craft beer in, the, in, in Pittsburgh. And so I instantly just started going there. And then about 95 or 96, a friend of mine bought me a homebrew kit. So, so I've been brewing, homebrewing beer for, uh, for uh, over 20 years. And uh, what that has taught me, uh, constantly, just been doing it every year since then. And so we went from a very basic system to uh, kind of like a small version. It's now in my garage, a uh, small version of a, of a, of a, of a broke. Some of, the, some of the actual breweries here in Pittsburgh are the same size as what I have in my garage. It just kept, oh my. Accumu- kept accumulating equipment there, learning how to eventually get a place like this and brew it on a big scale. So it was just uh, not only just brewing beer, but the techniques and working with the bigger equipment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and th- so throughout those years, I've, I've really tried to brew beers that were hard to make. That was kind of my challenge. You know, let's brew a light, a, a light beer. Let's brew a malt liquor, which is extremely difficult <laughs> to do. Let's brew a, um, a, an imperial uh, a black IPA, which actually sounds like it, it's, it sounds like it's crazy, but you know, it's hard to get those out right. And there's a few other ones that are out there. So that, that my, my portfolio that I bring just from a brewing standpoint are some very specific recipes, and a couple of them we have already brewed here. And Bobby's got a completely different portfolio, but mine, mine was just more on just uh, developing the techniques and, and just getting ready for this part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's been in the making for quite a long time. Right on. 
And I have to laugh. That's the first time he's ever called me Bobby. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. And you have it on. Digital recording. Forever. That's right. Yeah, you get to replay it and loop it for him. <laughs> Just turn that into your ringtone. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a clip as a ringtone. I love it. Every time Dan calls me, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> So you guys were, were talking about uh, your portfolios complementing each other. Are there any styles that you guys overlap on that you both really excel at that you can kind of raise each other up on with? I'd say stouts. Yeah. We both are pretty good stout brewers. I'd say um, stouts yeah. are good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're friends now, just so you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I've known Bobby's well, stout proclivity yes, from yeah. working at Couch. I mean, yeah, it's, they, some, some of your stouts have got me through some rough days. <laughs> so, so thank you for that. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Definitely had a, a a big hand in the uh, the blackout event that they mm-hmm. yes had to I had to think of what they called it after <laughs> they got the C and D but <laughs> Which, that that in and of itself is appropriate right yeah but yeah uh, yeah the, the last blackout through 2020 was really good so Yo, I, I had 14 stouts yeah that was yeah. ridiculous yeah <laughs> so I'm excited to see what will come out of full pint because of that but uh, we're not drinking a stout right now no we are not we're drinking Smackdown sour. The Pink Passion Sour Ale. Uh, what does everybody think about it? <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> I, think, I really like this beer. I think Adam's cup is empty. So. Yeah, his <laughs> cup has been empty. Yeah, it's been empty for a while. It didn't stand a chance. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's a good sour. Again, it's not completely my style, but it's not my style. Two point two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't used Untapped in at least. Three years, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it it it's obviously again, it's still well made. It has that nice floral nose on it, and it it tastes you know it tastes like fruit punch. It's just a little too tart for me. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> but it's super easy drinking for the summer times. You know what this beer would be perfect for? What's that? Floating down a river. Sure. Because what. I'll even expand on that a little bit. Okay. You pair that with one of the light beers that are coming down the pike for 2022. Drink two of the light beers. Drink one of these. A two-to-one ratio all the way down the creek. Yeah. Yeah, have yourself a good day. There you, you go. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also interested. Like, this obviously seems like something that could be a series. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your first start in the SmackDown Sour series. I'm interested in what you do with that in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe you'll hit something like a key lime that I will really enjoy. But <laughs> oh, I've, I've got something really stupid up my sleeve. <laughs> Good. Down the pike. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> we like stupid on this show. <laughs> this show is mostly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, with that, though, let's take a break. And as I mentioned before, we'll have something in segment three that we're all going to enjoy. Yes. But we'll also have a game. <laughs> We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. So, like, what is American Slacker, I guess, right? The highest amount of dick jokes per episode per podcast. We've been on the air for 57 straight years. 57 straight years of dick jokes. Things constantly soaring over my head. And you pulling my chain and your weekly weird news. We're also cannabis friendly. We kind of sneak it in there, almost like you're lacing the brownies at the family reunion. It's a ride of your motherfucking life. Fucking 11 when there's only 10 on the dial. Weapons of mass destruction. It's a threat to society. Food assaults. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. An ostrich took a lit match 
into a fireworks factory. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. No, that's our third story. <laughs> oh my god. America, what are you doing? So is someone dumb getting fucked over. Well, you know, they should have never gave raccoons price, in my opinion. <laughs> oh my god. You can help us. You can help everyone. Download our shit now. We're second America. America. It's episode 219 of the Hot Nation USA podcast, and you've made it to segment three with Full Pint. Congratulations. Aren't you the winner of the day? Actually, we are. Well, yes, we are, because we're drinking Full Pint beers. And we're also sitting down with Dan and Bobby, owners and brewers of Full Pint. Yes, and that means we get to drink another beer Mm -hmm. from Full Pint. So this is one that uh, we've we've had a Madam beer, we've had a Steve beer, now it's time for an everybody beer. Everybody. So uh, what beer are we drinking on, on this segment? This one is, uh, we're drinking a white stout, and it's called Dawn of the Living Stout. Um, you may remember Night of the Living Stout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to get to the dawn before you can get to the night. Um, this, is, this is Dan's creation. I won't take any credit for it. I did brew it, but I'm, I'm not going to take credit for creating it. Okay. Um, and, and thank I'll you. Let the him the tell sour you is, your, is your creation, too. The sour so was my creation. Either, the I'll take, I'll take the blame kudos. or the credit, whichever way comes from that. <laughs> Lactose in that beer. Um, but this, this, is, this is Dan's beer, and um, everybody that I put it in front of them, they're like, what is this? Um, and, if, and if you do, if you close your eyes and you drink it, you think you're drinking a dark beer. Mm-hmm. Um, then you look at it, you're like, my mind is just messing with me now. But I think Dan should talk a little bit about it because it's, it's his baby. And I'm going to open one right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the white stout is a, it's kind of an oxymoron. It's, it's a stout supposed to be a dark beer. And the only way to usually get those, those flavors of a stout is you have to put roasted malt in there. Mm-hmm. And when you put roasted malt, it's going to turn it dark. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's kind of... Um, a trick to get it to not turn dark and get those roasted flavors. The, um, the, the malt bill that we have in here, all by itself is a roasty flavor without any roasted malt. Before we put any, there, there is some chocolate in there and there is some coffee in there. Mm-hmm. We use the boosted, but before we even put the chocolate and the coffee and you still could close your eyes, drink it, and you're, it feels like you're drinking a dark beer. We wanted to get the mouthfeel to, get, to be a little bit more you know, a stout is a stout is not a, a light a light feeling beer in your mouth. You want mm-hmm. to have some of that. So uh, there's some chocolate and there is some. Uh, it's not chocolate; it's cocoa. Okay. And then there is some um, some coffee in there. But we did it in a way that it doesn't darken the beer. So what do you guys think? So I'm thinking your coffee. You probably put in whole beans and ferment on. Is that a good guess? <laughs> we did put use whole beans, we but, did it, okay. was beans, but it was not okay, fermented. It was not okay. It doesn't on. sit on the ferment. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to think of, like, because white stout is so few and far between. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of the different ways. Uh, it doesn't seem like you guys put a whole lot of oats in this one, though. Because it, 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 the ones I've had had a lot of oats. Are you just asking like, all these questions so you can kind of steal the recipe? Well, no, but I'm, just, I'm trying to give the audience an idea of, like... You can be bribed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to give the audience an idea of how you make a white stout, because a lot of the times you make a white stout is... Again, you use the whole beans, either fermenter or post-ferment, mm-hmm. to get that roastiness. And a lot of times it's uh, uh, oats that Agreed. give you that big, full mouthfeel that kind of comes from, like, the New England IPA style of brewing. Mm-hmm. And they threw, but it, 
I'm not saying this is thin. It's just it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of thick oats because also the beer is not super, super um, cloudy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, so we had to go lighter on the oats because we didn't want it to be super cloudy. Um, another way you can increase the mouthfeel is use, roast, uh, use flake barley instead of uh, okay. mm. uh, barley grains, crushed grains. So use flake barley. It'll actually increase the mouthfeel. Mm. So there's both of those in there. Right on. So was this a recipe from, from your home brewing days, or yes. is that something? Okay, I wasn't sure if that was that or something that was developed here on site. This, mm-hmm. uh, um, this one is, again, not very many white stouts out there. I think we attempted one at home brewing. That's a and, very kind way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the one I remember relatively well was uh, Phobia by Saucy Brew Works out of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And this one drinks very similar to that one, except for this has more of roast and coffee on it. Yes. I think that one was very more base-based uh, mm. stout. But this one has, like, a lot of that good coffee flavor on the back end. And not only that, it's got uh, a good bit of chocolate and coffee on the nose as well. Okay. Where you can, you can pick it out even before you start drinking it. You kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, get yourself a good snooter full there, Steve. Honestly, I mean, honestly, it just kind of smells like beer to me. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy that. I'm getting some, some coffee and some chocolate on it, on the nose myself. I'm not a I, coffee drinker. Um, and I do smell some of the coffee, but I get mm-hmm. more chocolate in the nose than I do coffee. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but the coffee isn't so overwhelming in this. It doesn't take away from anything else. Right. No, no, we didn't no. use coffee to hide anything. We just mm-hmm. used coffee as an accent. So it's, it's a very light, and it's, and it's really not coffee. It's just roast, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I don't mind roast. I, I, I'm not a coffee drinker. But we tried to keep it so that it wasn't like drinking a cup of coffee because right. we want you to taste the beer. We yeah. want you to smell the beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what it's about. It's about the beer. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't classify this as a coffee beer. Nor would I. Um, but yeah, it, the the accent notes of the roast definitely bring it up, and it does drink very similar to you know again what you would find with just like a, a Guinness. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get those roasty notes. Just a good drinking beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mission it, accomplished. Yeah, agree. Yeah. <laughs> you get that's, those. That's where we were headed. So yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have to bait you into saying that. No, no. <laughs> the fact that you you came out and said that's exactly what we wanted. That was the plan. Yeah, it, it, it's a. The, I like this as an approach to finding the same answer without uh, you know, doing the same method. Because mm-hmm. obviously Guinness is way full of those roasted barley. Right. And that's how you, they get their roasty notes. But you, you kind of arrive at the same taste without, you know, the same color. And it's just a fun, it, it's a fun brewing science project yes. in a way. Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I enjoy this and I... Uh, I'm looking forward to the days that you do put out one that is very coffee forward because this show runs on coffee stouts. <laughs> and, and we, we will do that type of beer as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the before the crack of dawn of the living stout. Yes, because <laughs> it is always darkest before the dawn. No, it's just because people drink coffee before the crack of dawn. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I was workshopping names. Not great. <laughs> Too wordy. All right. <laughs> All right. There's not enough room on the label. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going right. to need a bigger can. <laughs> well, I mean. Hey, speaking of that, yeah. <laughs> I got something about that in this week's game. Oh, oh okay. Boy. Yes. Uh, this week, we're going to take it a little easy. Dan's new to the program. I don't want to 
you know, tax him too much. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby has gone through some of the more. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's still, I, I was still, I still feel like I was cheated in the last game with Darren because Darren did possible. not win that last game. <laughs> it was voted on by committee. I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> I'd like to have that committee in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you bring Darren over here on your home turf? <laughs> Come on, Darren. You're invited. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get Dennis back on judge panel. <laughs> and we'll, oh, Dennis was on that judge panel. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? I Dennis? Dennis Guy left me out. Oh, man, he left me hanging. Oh, you know what? What? Yeah, Dennis was on that episode because yeah. it was you, me, Dennis. <laughs> I thought I thought Dennis was my, my bromo sapien, but uh, mm. I mean, okay, mm. all right. I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you if you voted against you or not. I don't remember that well. How's it, how's it feel being left out in the cold? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But yeah, I'm looking the, for you, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis was you. Dennis was also on the first time we played the uh, the the chopped version of Brood. Yes, and what you know where he handed Dan, uh, D- uh, Darren his first win. So you got you got you got to bring it to the home turf, Bob. And mm-hmm. can maybe get that win. But no, the game I have for us this week is simply Would You Rather. But they're not easy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So, but you mentioned it already uh, about selling big cans. Uh, would you rather sell only the eight ounce Grenado cans that we see is sometimes at like uh, abjuration for their tiny barley wine releases because <laughs> the ticking time bomb? Yeah, you get ninety two percent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can only sell eight ounce Grenados, or you can only sell nineteen point two ounce stovepipes. Well, our name is Full Pint, so yeah. we can't sell anything less than a full pint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got you there. He's got me there, but I mean, hey, you buy two at a time, and that's a full pint. Ah. You stack up two. You stack up two grenades. <laughs> the old double stuff. Yeah, the old double stuff. <laughs> Dan. So um, I'm gonna have to go the other way on this one because 19.2 just doesn't round up well on the pint scale. We're 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 full pint, and so it's. I think eight ounces is much easier to say half pint. How many pints is nineteen point two ounces? It's going to be some. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's going to be some 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 kind of a. How many do you have to sell? Pint. Yeah, and nobody wants to do the math before you get an we'll even call, six. If we sold a can of eight ounces, we'd call it a half pint. <laughs> do you have Do you have a marketing strategy for this, Adam? How do you do- deal with this dilemma? See, here's the thing. is You can't sell a full pint. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm coming from a different perspective because I'm coming from the consumer side of things. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, I, I would also go with just the, uh, the eight-ounce Grenados for the simple fact that I only have so much drinking capacity in me, but there's a lot of beers that I want to drink. Yeah. So if I can only have, you know, one full pint worth of beer, I'm going to want two beers worth. So if I can only get, you know, two eight ounces of that sour and this white stout, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I would still rather have 19.2 ounces of both of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to split them those little ones. I'm with Bob. I'm, you got to go more, up, up and above. I'd go rather, big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm would, not going home. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I would rather just commit myself to one <laughs> stovepipe than trying to, you know, come up with a whole bunch of can opening and doing math. And it's like, yeah, it's Full pint and then some. It's a beer. It's now a full it's pint four, that full keeps, plus. If it's it keeps refilling itself. Then, you know, we're probably back to the eight ounces because I'm not sure I want to drink that much of a 14% <laughs> beer. No, no. If that were to happen, everybody would just be sleeping on the floor right? that night. 
as a person who has drank 23 and a half ounces of the Crowlers that you get at JR's when they have Bourbon County <laughs> Stout on sale for $10 or Dogfish Head 120 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, those are good fucking sales. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll drink one of those by myself. That's fine. That's all I'll drink, but I will have one. <laughs> that is a surefire one and done night. Yeah. yeah, whether you like it or not. Yeah. All right, your next prompt. Would you rather drink a case of seltzers for every beer you brew or brew a seltzer for every beer you brew? So either you switch to a one-to-one, seltzer then beer, or you got to drink a 12-pack every time you brew a new beer. Why you got to be so mean? Because it's would you rather. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the uh, second one? So uh, you, you drink a case of seltzers. Uh-huh. So you're putting on a new beer. You got your Oktoberfest coming out. Mm-hmm. But in order to brew the next beer, you got to drink a case of seltzers before you can start the next one. Yep. Or... You brew your Oktoberfest, and after that, you got to brew your October seltz. <laughs> <laughs> October seltz. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to brew a, a seltzer version of the... Well, you, you can brew a version of it, but you just have to brew a batch. Selt- so you have to drink a batch, or you drink 12, or you have to brew one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I would rather drink. the. I think seltzers taste pretty good. I don't want to brew them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, every time I brew a beer, a new beer, I, I'll drink a 12-pack of seltzers. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If they're going to be those 10% seltzers, like we made a couch <laughs> with all those cocktail flavors, I'll, I'll, I'll drink them. I'll Fair drink enough. Them. Fair enough. <laughs> I want cocktail seltzers. I'll drink them. And Adam, what would... So I think it is going to be a clean sweep where I would drink the seltzers, because uh, if they are the good ones, I'll drink them. And if they're the bad ones, no one's going to tell me how good I have to be at drinking said seltzers. Sure. I could just sort of, you know, oh, no, I missed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll be okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at drinking these. Oh, no, half of it's in the sink now. Oh, so be it. Yeah, I, I think it's a little unfair for us, Adam, to a- ask this question because, I mean, we only brew, what, three times a year or some shit like that? That's also true. It's yes. way easier for us to drink a case <laughs> of seltzers before we start yeah. our next batch. And it's not our livelihood. <laughs> right. <laughs> for them to have to drink a case before they start their next batches. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, clean sweep, as you said. Your next one, though. Would you rather celebrate Oktoberfest in Germany with your favorite celebrity or Oktoberfest at Penn with family? I'll start with Adam on this one, actually. Wow. Yeah. Give you guys time to think. This is a tough one. Oh. But, you know, I'm going to have to say Penn because, number one, the beer is damn good. And you get to drink it out of a milk jug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and number two, I gotta be to work tomorrow, so Germany's not gonna work. I, I, you know, so not even like all expenses paid. It's your favorite celebrity, uh, like sports or otherwise. No, I, I, I think I think I think I'll stay here. Okay, I'd love to go someday, but I I think I'd just stay here. <laughs> I I I think I have to agree on that. Really? Yeah, because my favorite celebrity, I, they don't know me. They don't know my ways and means. But you get to know them. Great. What if they're in, assholes? In Germany. <laughs> yeah, I, he, well, you're right. He's probably an asshole or she's probably an asshole. Right. Don't analyze assholes. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> 
No, but I, I, I think if I if I stayed here in Pittsburgh and went to Penn with friends and family, yeah. I, I would probably have a better time. Yeah. I didn't say friends. I said family. Well, some of my family are friends. <laughs> well, I might need to change my, my answer then. <laughs> I didn't say friends. <laughs> I'll text them on the slide. It's, it's your family whether you like them or not. <laughs> I'll still go drinking with them. All right. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I mean, Chris or John are fine. I don't know your parents, but... <laughs> They're fine, too. Yeah. Dan, do you have an answer? It's a tough one. I mean, my family is great. I love my family. and I'd love to do everything with them. So, I mean, I'd like to take the best of both worlds and take them all to the Oktoberfest in Germany. That would be that's on my bucket list right there. Yeah, but that's but, why it's would you rather? I you know. can't have both yeah. of both worlds. <laughs> that's exactly. why it's would you rather? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say um, I'm gonna have to still say the Oktoberfest. I've I've done the um, I've done the Penn Oktoberfest many times. It's 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 wonderful. Love the beer. Love the atmosphere, and um, done it with with family many times. So I've already done it. So I'll I'll pick the and I'll, it's a bucket list thing. I want to go to Oktoberfest mm. in Germany. Mm -hmm. the, I've been to Germany several times, and the beer there is wonderful. Yeah, and I'll do, you know, I'll do that again. It's it's it'd be good. From what I understand, Oktoberfest is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's probably better to go to Germany at a different time of year, but <laughs> it'd be neat to see that. Uh, and what is the celebrity that you'll be hanging out with? Oh gee, I can't even answer that one. You have to, I'll have to come back to you on that one. You can just say Big Ben. It's in, we're in Pittsburgh. You can just say that if you Pink want. Pink Floyd. <laughs> you can say Mario if you want. <laughs> it's me and Mario hanging out in the tents, having pretzels. There's something to be said about that. Yeah. Sucking him down. <laughs> me and Sid. <laughs> wearing later hosen. <laughs> Could have said that, but uh, for myself... My family doesn't drink, so I'm headed to Germany with Gillian Jacobs. Ha ha. <laughs> All right. I can fully support that. Yeah. <laughs> and on to the next prompt. We talked a little bit about how you're planning on adding a restaurant portion to Full Pint, uh, but this is your choice. You have to invest in and resurrect a past restaurant theme, and it will be become part of Full Pint. So, is the Full Pint restaurant a Bob's Big Boy, or is it a Chi-Chi's? Oh, man. <laughs> you only have those two choices. <laughs> you can have Super Burgers, or you can have fried ice cream. <laughs> around, around here in Pittsburgh, it was, wasn't it Elby's? It wasn't Bob's. It was, it was Elby's, but okay. yeah, yeah. For our for our national listeners <laughs> and international, right? And I'm from Ohio, so it was Manners Big Boy. Mm -hmm. Ah, well, I think uh, there was rather, a, there was a Bob's Big Boy in Calcutta, Ohio. I believe there I was some to, Bob's, but yeah. they later turned to yeah, Manners. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's that's a tough one because with Chi Chi's, you know, you might have that problem with the uh, onions and uh, people getting killed from salmonella. Right. And then uh, if you have the, bo uh, the big boy, then you run the risk of your, of your big boy out front being stolen yeah. a couple of times a year. <laughs> so neither one of them is, uh, is really a good choice. But yeah. I, think, I think based upon um, the menu that we're going to come out, I think it's going to be more the, uh, I guess, closer to the uh, big boy. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You got to make your choices. They both come with baggage, good and bad. <laughs> Chi-Chi's will poison you, but fried ice cream and seafood enchiladas are pretty dope. Sometimes you just got to roll those dice. Yeah. Uh, Bob, do you, uh, Bobby, do you have an answer about is it? My nickname is Nacho. Yeah. How the hell am I going to pick a burger? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're rolling with the Chi-Chi's. Hold the green onions and we're rolling with the Chi-Chi's. Fair we'll enough. We buy dried green onions and, and just garnish the plates with that. Yes. Man, this is tough. 
This is actually a really tough one. Uh-huh. But, ooh, but I think I, I, I think I have to go big boy. I think I have to go big boy. The answer is Chi-Chi's. Oh, oh Don't okay. Don't you dare turn your back on Eaton Park like that. Boom. Both of you. Ooh. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Fried ice cream and seafood enchiladas. You're giving those up for another, for another restaurant that just does Eaton Park worse? Yes. What's the matter with you? <laughs> that way I can steal the statue out front for myself. <laughs> but those fried enchiladas and, and the seafood fajitas, they're, they're, they're like one pr- yeah. product mm. now. They're not two products. They're, that's your dessert. Yeah. It's the product. It's just a thing. <laughs> fried seafood ice cream. <laughs> and your final prompt. You're opening a new location in a stadium. However, it's none of the ones around here. So would you rather... Open a full pint in M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore or Wells Fargo Center, home of the Flyers. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you rather sell beer to? (laughs) Well, I'm a lifelong Browns fan. I can hear the boos now. Um, So the Ravens, it it, it cannot, cannot be the Ravens. Um, But the Flyers. Oh, my God. So if, if 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 I could open it up and then and then like blow it up, <laughs> uh, I pick Baltimore. <laughs> you didn't say I had to keep running it. Uh, there's there's going to be a big insurance claim. <laughs> you got you to take a picture with Gritty or the Raven mascot serving beer. <laughs> with 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 the fireball behind them. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm in. Let's go Ravens. Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dan, do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Bobby. I think uh, we'd uh, be more successful at the M&T Stadium with the Ravens. Um, it's uh, I, there, I think there's no way, no way if uh, if we come to the Flyers uh, Arena and say we're from Pittsburgh that they would even buy a drop of our beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I would go the other way. Okay. I would go to Philly. Right. Because it's not just the. Uh, the Flyers that play there, the 76ers play there as well. True. So I can get that, that basketball money, and then when hockey comes to town, oh, no, we're short-staffed. <laughs> and I still get that money, and I don't care about basketball. Fair enough. So I'm in the clear. You can also try to get some wrestling money. Absolutely. And you can also try to get uh, Monster Jam money. <gasps> yeah. And whatever concerts go through there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's concentrate on that monster truck money, though. <laughs> We're getting Kenny Chesney to M- M&T Bank, so we'll be okay. Can Kenny Chesney play in Philadelphia? I don't know. I don't think he's allowed in Philadelphia. He's Does barely allowed in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's allowed in Philadelphia. It does not seem like his town at all, but, yeah, maybe Baltimore. <laughs> maybe not, though. <laughs> Stadium's not going to be there when I'm done with it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that end zone's really big now for some reason. <laughs> Looks like the uh, looks like the scene in the Batman movie. Right. <laughs> Bane Nacho. Yeah. <laughs> the Baltimore Craters. Well, there you go. That's how you play Would You Rather with a series of hard choices, and everybody made most of the right choices. I stand by my big boy's decision. Mm-mm. I stand by it. You go ahead. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> with that, let's come back to the beer that we're drinking. We're drinking Dawn of the Living Stout. The precursor to Night of the Living Stout. Uh, it is a white stout, though, and it's got a lot of nice coffee roast to it without tasting like a coffee beer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you could kind of compare it to Cold Drip City, but not really. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, not it's, really? It's in the same kind of vibe. Yeah. But they are completely different beers. Yeah. And again, that's just because it's hard to compare. Like, if you don't have a white stout to compare to. Right. The one I gave you was Phobia by Saucy. I don't even know if they make it anymore. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's maybe six listeners that have had that beer. Right. So, <laughs> But very, it's, it's out there. Yeah, but it's very niche reference. I, I think the beer that's closest to it that I've tried, uh, which just came out a few years ago, is the um, Founders Dragon's Milk, their white stout. Have you ever had that? Oh, okay. I Good actually call. did have that, and I didn't like it. It's, it's uh, I like this way more. It's well, a little bit sweeter than ours. Yeah. And, and, and I think Dragon's Milk is is uh, one of the least sweet white stouts, and this one here is even less sweet than that. Yeah. Um, some, some of the white stouts I've had recently were very sweet, mm-hmm. and that's, that's not what we were I think, yeah, and I think a lot of people, like, go real heavy on lactose when they're doing them, and I, I don't think that's the way to go. I think it's stick kind of with, like, the oats and the flake barley, like you're saying. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I like this one more than the dragon's milk. That one was, I don't know, it, it didn't get me right. <laughs> this one, this one's a lot easier drinking, and it's a lot more balanced. And I like coffee, so the the little bit of hints of coffee I enjoyed, but it made me want more coffee. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good beer overall. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I I'm curious. Is this is going to be kind of part of a a series? Is that correct? Are there more kind of in this direction coming? We, we haven't I really hope. made that determination yeah. yet. Okay. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to have, uh, look, this, this whole Night of the Living Stout thing can, can go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really haven't decided that. We, we have these two, you know, this beer and Night of the Living Stout. Um, but we do have another stout series other than this one coming out. Yeah. Oh, excellent. We're, yes. we're going to do, do stouts. And then mm-hmm. we've got an oatmeal stout that's not far away. Nice. Um, and then, you know. As you know, I, I like stouts, and, and you can go anywhere. <laughs> yes. Actually, I did I did that mango stout with Couch, yeah. and I did that for a homebrew group maybe a year and a half to two years before that, and two of the judges told me that wasn't a thing, and don't you ever put mango in a stout. <laughs> um, and I did it at Couch, and the reception was really good on it. Uh, I think it's still almost 4.0 on untapped. Um, I, so, you know, when somebody tells you don't do something, do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with, with our awesome. beers. And, and we can take pretty much any direction we want with anything. You know, you look at White Lightning, that's that's kind of like an open book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Pint did a lot of flavors. Uh, I think we should do a lot of flavors. we got stouts. We can do whatever we want with stouts. So the, 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 the night and the dawn, we don't know really what we're going to do with it yet. We haven't gotten that far. But these two beers will... We'll, probably be seasonals for a while okay. mm-hmm. um yeah. if if we get a lot of good feedback on this one then maybe we make it a regular peel beer um, well I, I i'm gonna tell you you're getting good feedback from these two right here we'll take it yeah we we've this got a good nothing, beer we've got nothing but good feedback so yeah. you know yeah add us to the list <laughs> well we got a lot of beers we want to make too so yeah <clears throat> thanks guys appreciate that i just keep pushing bring back luxuria <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one <laughs> weekly emails bring it back <laughs> why don't you bring it back <laughs> but uh yes uh now is the time of the episode where we make everybody rank their babies and we're going to rank them bronze silver and gold on the podium and we're going to start with Adam and I and leave Dan and Bobby Nacho for the last because it is their children and they care the most about them. 
That sounds so ominous. I know, yeah. That's what I'm good at. I do ominous. Uh, if you want to go first, Adam, sure, you can. Sure, Uh Well, the bronze medal position is going to be fairly easy, and it is not because of the craftsmanship of the beer. Uh, it is simply personal style. Chinooki. Chinooki. I know, I know, and I know Chinooki Dave is going to be mad at me. <laughs> He's probably coming across the street now. <laughs> I'll kick his ass. Heard you was talking shit. <laughs> we talking about my beer, man. <laughs> Where's that son of a bitch? I'm going to rough him up. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it, it is a well-crafted beer uh, for, for those that like a classic West Coast IPA. Go get it. Uh, this, is, this is the kind of beer for, and I've said it before with this type of beer, uh, for my friends that are hop heads, I'm going to tell them to go drink it. But for me personally, one and done is fine by me. I, I'm good with that. This is where things get difficult because I'm not sure where to go with this one. You're sitting across from me. <laughs> I know. Kick you in the shin. I know. <laughs> First, Chinooki Day is going to rough me up. Now it's just going to rough me up. Ah, <laughs> uh, but mm, I think in the silver medal position, I think I had to go Dawn of the Living Stout by a squeaker, Ooh. by an absolute squeaker. Uh, and. And, and I think the, the difference between the two is simply because with the sour, the sour has just a little bit more presentation. Like when it gets poured out, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a show a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that, that bright color to it. It's got that bright smell. Uh, not saying the Dawn of the Living Stout doesn't have that good nose because you can catch that, that coffee. You can catch that chocolate. It's a very good drinking beer. But I think that sour is just half a skosh better in terms of my palate. But all three well-crafted beers, uh, I would recommend them to anybody. And if you listen to the show at any length, you'll be able to guess what my rankings are because it's going to go the passion fruit punch. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is bronze for me. Again, style is just personal preference. It's, it's, It's good drinker. It's nice and light. It's, you know, you can put it down if you can enjoy tart beers i just don't love tart beers that much so bronze okay uh silver goes to dawn of the living stout i like i I like the way light stout or white stouts are played with but they also just can't completely replace a good old-fashioned stout just a a full balls to the wall (laughs) coffee and roast and just destroy your palate can't but you know I, i i like what you can do with a white stout and it it helps those drinkers who still, for some reason, have not figured out dark beers do not necessarily mean calories and burnout and everything mm-hmm. like that. You can you can get somebody to drink something that's flavorful with coffee and chocolate notes, and they'll enjoy this. And you know, but it's also not overly desserty as well. Right. I think uh, there's a there's probably hesitancy out there in the drinking world that sees stout and they immediately think, oh, dessert. Right. So, yeah, this is not the silly, silly fun times. Right. When so, yeah. 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 You, 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 can, you can get some you can get some people in with this and like, oh, oh that's weird. That's I haven't I didn't know white stout with us was a thing. Right. But now that I've had it, I enjoy it. Yeah. It, it's not silly fun times, but it's still got a lot of good flavor to it. Right. Uh, however, gold Chinookie's back, baby. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Oh, OK. West Coast IPAs till I die. <laughs> <laughs> With that, though, Dan, Bobby, 
you can choose who wants to go first yeah, on this chopping to, block. It's tough to rate your babies, so yeah. I'm going to have to make a, an attempt at this. Um, well, the Chinooki really isn't isn't our baby. It's just something that we res- resurrected. But of all the three beers, it's the one that I can drink the most. It's really, I agree with Steve, it's just right up my alley. I like the West Coast IPAs. But um, it's not really something that I crafted. We just we just brought it back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job with that. The, the White Stout is um, a beer that I've been trying to perfect for a long time, and I'm happy that people enjoy it. The sour is something that I was very surprised how, how, how good it is and how it looks and how it tastes and how it smells. So I'm, it's, it's really tough for me, but I'm going to basically do bronze for Chinooki, and I'll do silver for the White Stout, and I'll do gold for the sour. Right on. Game so time. Based on my tastes, um, I really like the sour, but I'm probably going to drink one of those, and then I'm going to move to something else. Uh, I really like it. I think it's. I think it's a great beer. It's really got depth. There's a bunch of flavors in there, um, but I'm only going to drink one of them because I'm not the biggest sour fan. I will drink sours everywhere I go to taste them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I usually get a taster of them, and I can have one or two or three of them. Uh, but I don't want to drink two or three sours in a row. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give that one the, the bronze. Um, the silver, I think, is going to be Chinooki. Uh, again, I'm not the biggest hop head. I like hops. Uh, and Chinooki, to me, is not over the top, even though it's 100-plus IBUs. Uh, you know, I've had 80 IBU beers that, like, I'm chewing. <laughs> right? I'm chewing hops, and and it, they're just there's some of them are really hard to get through for me. So, uh, Chinooki is is pretty easy to drink, and and I I I can pound them, um, but I think that that white stout is I, I I can drink six, seven, eight of those, and, and I can drink them one after another, and it just really goes down well for me. So, for my taste, I, I'm going to say that that white stout gets the uh, gets the gold. All right on. So there you go. Four different rankings from four different people from four different perspectives. So, <laughs> hey, do what you want with that information. All we can really tell you is try them all. Yeah. <laughs> Get them all. Uh, with that in mind, though, uh, thanks again for Bob and Dan having us in their space and sharing their beers. Now is your time to share all your social media in uh, any events that you have coming up. Uh, just anything you want to talk about. I, I really don't know about the events. Um, Dan's wife, Carrie, the other loaner, she, she kind of handles that spot and she tells me where to go and when to be there. Um, we are doing the event at the beer reporting event at PNC Park on the 16th of October. Um, and the same thing with Big Poor that same day. So uh, I believe me and Carrie are going to the Big Poor. Dan and, and our sales guy, Ryan, is going to be at PNC Park. So we're kind of going to divide a little bit. Those are the only two events I can really tell you that we have going on right now. Um, uh, I think it's important to know that uh, even though we just have a store up in Warrendale, we do have what we call our patio. We call it uh, Beers and Bites uh, every Saturday, mm-hmm. um, starting at 4 p.m., where we uh, do serve the beer, and you can drink it outside, and we bring in food trucks. And um, we have a big event coming up with Moe's. They'll be there on September 25th, which is two Saturdays from now. And we're also going to have our Oktoberfest uh, celebration on that same day. We have an Oktoberfest beer coming out. And so uh, the Saturday, the 25th, at, the, at our Warrendale location is going to be a big, fun day. Oh, right on. And uh, your social media is at Full Pint Beer? Yeah. 
Yeah, full pint www.fullpint.beer. Uh, on uh, Twitter is at fullpintbeerpgh. Okay. And um, I'm not sure what Facebook is. Do you I know? think Facebook is just full pint beer. Same thing with Instagram. We're, we're on all of them. Uh, Carrie does a great job of keeping everybody updated, and she just took some great pictures of these, these new beers. The White Stout um, actually got released today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's released tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Right. It'll, it'll be released tomorrow. So, um, well, you guys, it's, out, it's out when this episode's out. You, so. guys, <laughs> you guys got to taste it before yeah. it came out. So, uh, yeah. um, so that, that's pretty cool that, that you guys got here for that. And yeah. And we, we greatly thank you. It, it, yes. is a, it was a good beer. It, it's a nice preview of like your, your own recipes putting out, you know, and your new twists that you're adding to this uh, well known brand mm-hmm. that was a staple for Pittsburgh for so long. So, yeah. Good to see things new and old coming out, and I'm into I'm into it. <laughs> Me too. Um, also, you guys just have like a lot of distribution going on too. We didn't talk about it a whole lot, but I mean, like I said, I had you down at Mike's Beer Bar, but you can find your cans shitloads of places right now, yeah, which is I couldn't even tell you how many places we're we're in a lot of places. Yeah, we're we're at 50 beer distributors right now, and there's 180 some in Allegheny County, and mm-hmm. we're at, we're aiming to hit as many as we can. Uh, our goal is to focus on Pittsburgh. We really don't want to grow past Pittsburgh too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is a production brewery, so we're well equipped to do, to handle the distribution uh, to the d- distributors. Um, we will start uh, selling our beer to restaurants and bars very, very soon. Our tap handles have been stuck in China for about three months, mm. and they're showing up next week. So uh, you'll you'll be able to start uh, getting a draft uh, White Lightning, especially White yes. Lightning, we're gonna be distributing that. <laughs> you'll find it in many, many restaurants here. Very, very shortly. We're excited about that. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, best of luck to you on all these uh, future things coming out. Uh, it's very young for Full Pint at the moment, but mm-hmm. a lot of things are going on, so that's cool. But, uh, yeah, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand-new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Spit, Stitcher, Podbean, Google, Spotify, any of those. Just we're on all that. Anything that starts in pod and ends in cast, you can find us there. Just Google us. It's not hard. Yeah. We'll get to uh, do it. <laughs> Quit being a jerk. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. But uh, if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a 6D thud show, but they only let us use five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than me having to keep sending emails about luxuria. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for Dan and Bobby yes. talking. It was fun. Thank you guys for yeah. coming. Yeah, I appreciate you guys sure. coming. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Our pleasure. A lot of fun. Good beers. And, uh, yeah. Uh, with that, though, next week... Guess what? We're not on the road. No. <laughs> we'll tell you for now. We're not in a brewery next week. That's right. I get to record in my buffet pants next week. Yeah. It's going to be great. You're but... wearing your buffet pants now. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made the entire show. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that. I'm sorry. Don't tell people. <laughs> Don't tell them how I live. But uh, I'll give you a preview on uh-huh. what we're doing next week. It rhymes with Boo Tolaris... Smocktoberfest. <laughs> Orange. Yeah. So there you go. Tune in next week. Goodbye. <laughs>